What is up guys, it is Quinn here. And in this video, I'm gonna be running through my week seven quarterback start sits, breaking down every single matchup, listing every single starting quarterback as either a start, sit, or a fringe option. So I trust them, I don't trust them, or they're somewhere in between a back-end QB1 play, high-end QB2. You probably don't love them in your lineup, but you know they're serviceable if your QB's on buy, injured, whatever it is. So start, fringe, or a sit. Before I do jump into the video, if you guys have any questions, doesn't have to be start sit related, you can drop them down below. If you enjoy, hit that like button. You guys know the drill on all of this. But before I talk about the Thursday night matchup, I do just want to talk about the overall landscape of the quarterback position because we're off to a pretty weird start. If you guys think like quarterback scoring is down, it is, especially when we're talking about depth at the quarterback position. So, so far this season, we have four quarterbacks who are averaging over 23 points per game. These are guys giving you elite, elite ceilings at the quarterback position. That is Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, and Patrick Mahomes. Then from 19 points per game to 23 points per game, that four point per game cushion, we have one quarterback in there. And then after that, we have every other quarterback averaging below 19 points per game. That is a crazy separation. It's giving those elite quarterbacks an insane amount of value. And just to give you some reference to last season, so I talked about how there's five quarterbacks this year averaging over 19 points per game. Last year at the end of the season, full season, there were 11 quarterbacks averaging over 19 points per game. So the elite quarterbacks are really balling out so far, but the overall depth is just non-existent. So, you know, we'll see if that kind of adjusts. I do think it will. You know, I think some of these fringe guys, like I think Kyler's below 19, Brady's below 19. I think these guys will start to work their way up, but it's definitely clear there's like a pretty serious, you know, difference between those elite options and then the guys who are, you know, normally safer options, whatever it is. Also, Herbert's kind of below that 19. So he's another guy that should bounce up, but it is showing the value that can be had and the positional advantage at the quarterback position. But jumping into the Thursday night matchup, we have the Saints taking on the Cardinals. For the Saints, both Winston and Dalton are both banged up right now. I don't really think it matters which guy's starting because I don't trust either of them in my lineup. For the Cardinals, I have Kyler Murray listed as a start. Like I said, I believe he's right below that 19 point per game number. I think he's the quarterback six in points per game. He hasn't really showcased an elite fantasy ceiling, but he definitely is startable moving forward. He does have like a complete wide receiver shakeup. Hollywood Brown injured. DeAndre Hopkins coming in, Robbie Anderson coming in. Even with all that, I still think he's a solid start. Moving over to Sunday, we have the Browns taking on the Ravens. For the Browns, sitting Jacoby Brissett, just not seeing a ton of fantasy value out of him. For the Ravens, obviously we're starting Lamar Jackson as a high-end QB1 play. Then in the next matchup, we have the Buccaneers taking on the Panthers. For the Buccaneers, I will continue to start Tom Brady. For the Panthers, I don't even have anyone listed here. I mean, it could be Baker, it could be Walker, it could be Darnold, it could be Eason. Like they've got all these injuries going on. Darnold could come off of IR. It really doesn't matter like in the grand scheme of things because there is no shot a Panthers quarterback is ever going to be touching anyone's fantasy football lineup, probably even in super flex at this point. But I do want to lock in on Tom Brady. I talked about this in the other videos. I want to kind of break down this Buccaneers offense because it definitely has been an underwhelming unit so far, pretty much all across the board, wide receiver, quarterback, you know, production, um, running back. And I've seen a lot of people kind of jumping on this Tom Brady hate train. It's Brady's fault. Brady's regressing, all this stuff. He's not focused. He's got the divorce, missing practices, whatever it is. But I truly do not believe these uh, offensive struggles are on Tom Brady. If you look at his PFF grade, I know people don't love PFF, 
but he is seventh in passing grade, and he has quarterbacks ahead of him with small sample sizes like Dalton or Tua or Antua. So this could be like fifth if those guys played, you know, a full season or a full six-game slate. And I really think this comes down to Byron Leftwich. He has been just a miserable play caller so far this season. It really seems like the Jaguars dodged a major bullet with, uh, you know, not ending up signing him as the head coach last year. They are running one of the most predictable offenses in the NFL. If you guys turn on any Buccaneers game, aside from the Chiefs game where they were down by like 21 points instantly, if you turn on any Buccaneers game, I will almost guarantee you that on first down, it is going to be a one to three yard run. Nearly every single first down is a run. And from there, it just creates this terrible, you know, trickle down effect. When you're inefficient on first down, it's going to put the quarterback in tough spots, second and long third and long. Also, when you're predictable on first down, you're incredibly inefficient. So it's not like they're running heavy on first down for four, five yards a carry. Their rushing efficiency is just terrible because they're so predictable. We have Leonard Fournette and Rashad White averaging 19.2 carries per game combined. They are averaging 3.4 yards per carry. So you're putting Brady in these second and eights, second and sevens. Even if he's going out there completing a five, six, seven yard pass, then you're stuck with third and one, third and two, and they can't convert there because the offensive line has been struggling. And I've kind of heard announcers talking about the, uh, you know, the pressure rate on Brady is low. And that's not because the offensive line is playing out of their minds. It's because Brady just gets the ball out quick, which is why we're seeing some struggles from their wide receivers, more notably Mike Evans. Mike Evans is the big play guy. If Brady has to get the ball out of his hands quickly, Obviously, the plays aren't going to develop. Mike Evans isn't going to have those opportunities down the field. So overall, I think this is stemming back to Byron Leftwich. And in the grand scheme of things for fantasy, like it doesn't really matter whose fault it is. It's just like if these guys aren't producing, they're not producing. I think the positive here is that the infrastructure is clearly there for this to be a really strong offense. You have the greatest quarterback of all time. You have really strong weapons. And I mean, we still got guys producing like Fournette's been a stud for fantasy even with the inefficiency. So I think he can turn it around, but we're going to need to see a shift there. That was probably a pretty long uh, tangent. I just went on there with the Bucks offense. But moving over to the uh, Falcons-Bengals game, for the Falcons, I have Mariota listed as a sit. I just don't really trust him on a weekly basis. The passing volume is so low. He just needs like a really strong amount of rushing volume or just crazy efficiency as a passer like we saw last week. I do think though, like if your waiver wire is pretty cleared out, you have a quarterback on by like a Jalen Hurts, someone like that. I think you could do, you know, probably worse than someone like Mariota as a fill-in option. On the other side with the Bengals, we're obviously firing up Joe Burrow as a strong start. Then we have the Lions taking on the Cowboys. For the Lions, I have Jared Goff here listed as a fringe option. He is currently the quarterback seven in points per game, and he should have a pretty healthy group of weapons here coming off the bye. Amon Ra should be good to go. We had some other injuries at that wide receiver position. Swift should be back. So I think he's a solid fringe play. He probably would be listed as a start, but this is a tough matchup against the Cowboys. They're currently allowing the seventh fewest points per game to the quarterback position. So that's why I have him here as a fringe play. On the other side with the Cowboys, it looks like it's finally going to be time for Dak to make his return. And the Lions have a really, really juicy matchup here for Dak Prescott. This is a really strong kind of situation to return to. The Lions have given up the second most points per game to the quarterback position, 
We've seen a ton of games where they just get in absolute shootouts. And in shootouts with, you know, maybe not the best of the best at the quarterback position or best of the best in terms of offenses. So I do like Dak Prescott as a start in his first game back. Then we've got some ugly matchups here. Giants taking on the Jaguars. I don't want either of these dudes in my lineup. I think Daniel Jones has been serviceable as a real-life quarterback. For fantasy, though, just doesn't have it going on around him. Trevor Lawrence has shown some flashes, but, you know, carried by two rushing touchdowns last week. Not someone I want to be starting. Then we have the Colts taking on the Titans. I considered listing Matt Ryan as a fringe option coming off of a big week, but I think we're going to need to see some consistency here out of Matty Ice. So if he can deliver another strong performance, the offense looks solid then he could get bumped up to that fringe territory next week. Ryan Tannehill, just not someone we're interested in here. Then we have the Packers taking on the Commanders. And I kind of want to talk about Aaron Rodgers here because I have him listed as a fringe play. But the only reason he's listed as a fringe here is because he has a solid matchup. The Commanders have given up the eighth most points per game to the quarterback position. I still don't have a ton of trust in Aaron Rodgers moving forward. If this was like a you know lukewarm matchup to a bad matchup, Aaron Rodgers would have been listed as a sit. He's currently the quarterback 23 in points per game. And just like Brady, I don't think this is like an Aaron Rodgers issue. I don't think Rodgers is uh, washed up. I just think at this point with this group of weapons, he's someone that's probably going to be a plus matchup play. He hasn't hit 17 points at one time this season. That is six games has not hit 17 points coming into the season. I'm sure we'd be expecting him to average probably over that 17 point per game number. And the difference between him and Brady is that with Brady's offense, it seems like something can actually like improve there. The play calling can improve. They can figure it out. With Aaron Rodgers, like it's just a bad group of weapons around him. Like I think Matt LaFleur is a fantastic head coach, a great offensive mind. And if it's not clicking now, like I'm not seeing the shift that's going to elevate Aaron Rodgers to be a really consistent play. On the other side with the commanders, Carson Wentz can be missing some time. It seems like they're rolling with Taylor Heineke. He's definitely going to be a sit. Then we've got the Jets taking on the Broncos. We're obviously sitting Zach Wilson, and we've got to be sitting Russell Wilson. The Broncos offense just is deteriorating. You know, every week I'm like, okay, this could be the one they turned around. At this point, six games in, I think it's tough to see like them become actually a good unit this year. It just seems like it's not happening with the uh, you know QB head coach combo there. Not saying Russ is cooked forever. But, you know, this season, it just doesn't seem like it's going to happen. Next matchup is between the Texans and the Raiders. I think Davis Mills is a pretty clear sit. Derek Carr, I think, is a strong start this week. We have the Seahawks taking on the Chargers. I'm going to continue to fire up Geno Smith as a solid quarterback start. He continues to play well. Didn't have a massive game in week six, but I'm still trusting him as a start moving forward. And then continuing to play Justin Herbert. He's definitely been pretty disappointing so far. Like I talked about those elite guys, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Mahomes, Hurts. Like uh, Justin Herbert was drafted in that range. I mean, he was drafted pretty consistently as the quarterback too, and he's just performing so far below those guys. So I think he'll continue to get better, but definitely a disappointing start for Herbert. Then we have the Chiefs taking on the 49ers. For the Chiefs, we're obviously starting Patrick Mahomes. On the other side, we are going to be sitting Jimmy Garoppolo. On Sunday Night Football, we have the Steelers taking on the Dolphins. For the Steelers, whether it's Mitch or Kenny Pickett, I'm sitting both of them. For the Dolphins, I'm going to be starting Tua. He has cleared concussion protocol. It seems like he is going to be good to return here in Week 7. This is a strong matchup against the Steelers. Even after kind of shutting down the Bucks offense, 
They are still currently allowing the seventh most points per game to the quarterback position. I think Tua is going to be a solid back-end QB1 play. And then final game of the week, Bears taking on the Patriots. For the Bears, sitting Justin Fields, just you know, kind of tough to watch there in Chicago. And then for the Patriots, we don't know if it's going to be Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi, but I'd be sitting both of these guys. I feel like this could kind of be a grinded out game. Patriots rely on the run game. Not expecting uh, you know any of these quarterbacks here to really light up the stat sheet. But that is every single week seven matchup for the quarterback position. Any questions, drop those down below. Go check out my other start sit videos. Have the running backs, wide receivers up. Tight ends will be coming out today. As always, thank you guys for stopping by and I will see you in the next one.